all the way from LA, where it's a bit sunnier yeah. than it's been here. Surprise, surprise. No. Oh, yes. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nothing, <laughs> like rub- nothing like rubbing her noses, I don't um, And we're joined by Daryl McNally. Evening, Daryl. How are we? Ah, good, 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 good. Yeah, so uh, as I say, in, in LA promoting uh, Limavari whiskey, it's about 35, 36 degrees. Uh, we're, we're just traveling here, so we just pulled over to a, a place called All Season Brewing uh, with loads of beer and whatnot, so I just come <laughs> around the corner here. So if there's any unnecessary noise, I apologize, but uh, it's as quiet as I can find. But uh, great, great, to be, <laughs> great to be on the show, great to be uh, uh, having a bit of crack on a, on a Saturday night, albeit from L.A., <laughs> Albeit from LA. Now, <laughs> you have started Limavadi Whiskey. Now, explain, we'll get to your background in a minute, but why Limavadi? Why did you pick Limavadi Whiskey? Uh, Limavadi, well, first of all, I, I live just outside Limavadi. I live in McGilligan. Uh, my my uh, family has a farm there. So I'm about eight miles outside uh, Limavadi town. But uh, it's got a, a, a old tradition of making whiskey dating way back to about 1750. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've been in whiskey for a long number of years, but my, my family actually owned it in 1880. So although the distillery, the first distillery was 1750, my family owned it in 1880. So uh, I seen it as a, an, an opportunity to uh, get, get the, 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 the distillery back up and running and revitalize Limavati. And to bring bring Limavati back onto the map again from a from a whiskey point of view, uh, so yeah, so that's that's the reason why I brought it back to life. Now I have Alfred Bernard's whisk, and he popped over to Limavati, where the uh, managing partner at the distillery was a James McLaughlin. Now, what, yep. what, what relevance yep. is that to yourself? Yeah, so my my uh, Muller's family's McLaughlins, um, and. Uh, I'm not sure if it's the same over, over where you live, but if there's several McLaughlin surnames, you always get a nickname. Mm-hmm. So uh, the, the McLaughlins on my mum's side were called the Grogs. Uh, <laughs> so the, the, Grog, the Grog McLaughlins. And, and if you look up the term Grogan, it's the term of washing out whiskey barrels with water. So, uh, you know, there was a bit of history there and a bit of, how would you say, uh, a bit of slagging in years gone by about the Grogs. What did you sell? <laughs> bad whiskey to people and stuff like that. So we always retired with that sort of brush. But um, the more I sort of looked into it, um, I was when I was master distiller at Bushmills, my brother's actually was a distiller at Bushmills as well. But we had a far out relative uh, from the US who came to sort of trace the family tree. And she was blown away that, you know, the, just the two brothers, or we were no sisters or any other brothers, the two of us were both in the distilling trade. So it was like whiskey running through her veins. And yeah. she was mesmerized because she traced the family tree back to McLaughlin's own in uh, Limavari Distillery in 1880 to 1883 or something like that, which was bang on the time that Alfred Barnard was doing his uh, travels of all the distilleries in Ireland. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I started to look into it from there. I actually have now the Historical Society of uh, Limavari plus a genealogist tracing the whole family tree. Um, I got a cousin of mine's because it has to be a male McLaughlin rather than uh, a McNally who's sort of, my mother being a female, it has to be sort of the male line. So we've yeah. done the, the, the DNA check, sets away now waiting on results to come back to sort of trace the whole family tree. Yeah. But I read but I read as well that the money actually came to buy the distillery from the landowners, the McLaughlin landowners in McGilligan where I live. Mm-hmm. Uh, and back back then I think uh, there was about 200 illicit stills <laughs> in the, 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 the mountains of Benevna there. 
so uh, there's a long tradition of of distilling in that area. So it's uh, yeah. it's hum- humbling, and I as I tell a lot of the the people out here when I'm doing the whiskey tastings. Uh, it was as if the family was haunting me because I was beginning to dream about Limavati in my, in my dreams, sort of thinking, right, I really need to bring this back to life. So that that's sort of the, the background to it. Yeah. Now, there's no better man to be bringing it back because you, you mentioned there you were a former master distiller at, at Bush Mills. Okay, now, yeah. how, did, how did you get into distilling and how did you get to being... Because master distiller is, I mean, the peak, it's the pinnacle. And so how did how did... Your journey start? Sure, yeah. So I, uh, uh, in 1998, uh, I got married, moved into my first house and started started at Bush Mills on the 21st of September 1998. Um, I started actually in the supply chain operation, which was look, looking after the packaging, you're buying bottles, labels, caps, corks. Mm-hmm. Um, I, then, I then was seconded Irish Distillers own Bush Mills at the time. So I was seconded to Dublin to work sort of for a year on a new computer system, which is all sort of supply chain related. So I sort of helped the company out for a year, lived in Dublin, uh, sort of went the extra mile. And at the end of that, I was asked, what's, what's your ideal job? So Irish Distillers was, was great in them days that, you know, if you showed commitment, uh, uh, you know, like a, like a fast track program, if you like, yeah. they offered you whatever you're was so I picked uh, can I be a master, master distiller at Bushmills so it took about seven years of learning uh, and as I say I, I joke now because there's there's some uh, master distillers in Ireland that took seven days or seven weeks in their master distillers <laughs> but I, I know which one I prefer prefer, prefer to go down so, uh, so, yeah, so yeah so I, I worked the- <laughs> are, are you trying to suggest that some people's credentials might not be as, as sound as your own I'm saying no Marty I'm saying no <laughs> All I'm saying is I've just 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 put it just put it there. Yeah, I know. I know. I had a study for three years under the Institute of Brewing and Distilling, and did did the, did the exams and all as well. But I had a, a fair bit of the the sort of day to day running as well below your belt as you train to be yeah. a master distiller. Uh, and as I say, that's that's the way I would 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 uh, say to anybody looking to get into the business. You know, you only you only need to pull out your your experience when something goes wrong. Uh, yeah. And as I say, that that's that's what it's all about. But I absolutely loved my time at Bush Mills. I was there 17 years, and uh, as I say, there wasn't one day went by where I didn't want to go into my work, and I was just yeah. fascinated with the whole, the whole process of making whiskey. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Now you, you were at Bush Mills, and and to be fair, I I, I always think Bush Mills do some weird stuff. They do the, the the way they do things sometimes does my head in, but when they do it right, they just they just nail it. They really do. Um, I mean, the likes of Bushmills 16. I did a review of Bushmills Black Bush there during the week. Um, and I, it's just a 10 out of 10 whiskey. I, I cannot fault it. At the price point it's at, the quality of stuff you're getting, the you know, everything about it is superb. Now, some of the stuff they do, like, mm, don't be doing that, you know. But you were at Bushmills and then you left there and you went down mm-hmm. to a new theater down in Dublin. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so I'll t- tell you a bit, bit, bit about that. So it's a company, Quintessential Brands, based out of London. Uh, so I, I got a call and uh, they said, would you be interested in you know, finding a site in the city centre of Dublin and building, building a distillery? So uh, I said, yeah, that, that you know, always wanted to build something from scratch. So uh, that was about probably late 2015, early 2016. So we, we, we found a site down in the, the, the Dublin Liberties, which is essentially is the heart, heart of uh, whiskey distilling uh, from a historic point of view. 
Yep. Uh, we found a site right uh, right in the middle, two doors down from Teelan. So it was beginning to build up that sort of triangle or golden triangle of, of distilling in, in, in Dublin 8. And yeah. we, we built we built a, a malt distillery there, which uh, we opened in February 19. And it's producing some really, really good liquids. Yeah. Mm -hmm. right. So you moved from Bushmills down to Dublin, down into the Dublin Liberties. <clears throat> and then you got the bug to do your own thing. Yeah, I always wanted, like as I say, I was working for Diageo, working for Puerto Ricard Irish Distillers, working for Quintessential Brands, which, you know, was a, a big mm -hmm. company, big gin company. Uh, but as I say, I always sort of wanted to do it on my own. And as I say, Limavati with the, with the family uh, link, uh, I sort of kept thinking about it. And then I sort of says there one day, one day to myself, listen, if I don't do it now, I'll never do it. You know, just get comfortable, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, you know, of what you're doing and yeah. uh, sort of says, to hell with it, sure, you know, let's 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 go for it. Uh, and as I say, Limavadis gets steeped in tradition and history and heritage. And uh, yeah, so we uh, started the, the creative juices going again and uh, created a, a bottle very similar to the bottle dating back to the 1800s and created some good good liquid. And we launched in the US first rather than Ireland, which is yeah. a little bit different from the norm. But um, it's due to you know us having a partner now of, of Whistlepig, which is a, a huge American rye company, uh, yeah. you know from a dis distribution point. So it was very easy for us to get TTB approval and to get labels and to get things moving in the US. Uh, we're working away tirelessly in the background to get approval for you know UK Ireland. Yeah. Uh, ho hopefully launch Limavady in November. But as I say, there's a lot of red red tape and bureaucracy to get through. You know. So there is. There is. Right. You, you, you start Limavati. Now, with your connections and the fact that you have, you've done the supply chain stuff, you're, you're, not, you're, you're, you're starting from a good place because people will take your phone call straight away because they know you. Absolutely. Is, right? So you've got, you've got a good connection with people who you've had a connection with over a long period of time. So you're bound to be able to source, you know what you're looking for and you know where to get it. Mm -hmm. Does that be fair yeah. enough? That'd be yeah. fair enough to ask. Absolutely, as I say, I, I wouldn't have any concerns about you know getting the pa packaging, getting the, the the quality of the liquid, mm -hmm. uh, build building a distillery if I needed to. All that sort of process production side, that's sort of born and bred and brought up through that. Yeah. Uh, as I say, what would have kept me up at night, Marty, would have been you know the distribution and getting it into the right place and you know getting the pull through from a sales perspective, yeah. and that's where you know the partnership with Whistlepig really you know uh yeah. really helps so it sort of covers that area that would keep me up at night you know so <laughs> yeah. uh so so, so yes yeah, so it's a great, great partnership now, a lot of people i have i have whistle pig in here i should have i meant to lift it out and i forgot i'll get it in a minute um for people who don't know who whistle pig are uh in the uk who are whistle pig what are they Yes, so Whistlepig, uh, it's a company that formed in 2007. Uh, it's not, uh, you know, their, their, their marketing uh, language would be, you know, we're not, we're not, not dependent on a dusty history and heritage of, you know, 200 years. They were started as a new company. Uh, they specialized in rye whiskey, straight rye and rye whiskey. Uh, mm -hmm. But they built up like almost a cult following here in America, you know, where any new expression comes out, you know, people are, you know, queuing up to, to, to buy it. They won numerous uh, awards and gold medals in San Francisco, etc. And as I say, they they you know they have great links into distribution in the U.S. Here, they have a great team, great team of uh, stewards of the brand they call them, which we would call them probably global brand ambassadors type thing. Mm -hmm. um, but as I say, great relationships with the you know with the RNDCs and the breakthroughs and all the good distributors in the U.S. Yeah. Uh, 
and, and really thought and think the same way as, as I do. You have a farm up in Vermont, 500-acre farm, where they grow their own rye and you know, produce their own, their own liquid. Uh, so yeah, uh, it's yeah. something that I want to sort of look at from you know a, a Limavady McGilligan thing at some time when the time's right. Sort of growing your own barley and becoming sort of self-sustainable yeah. uh, within the Limavady area for the Limavady whiskey. So yeah. we shared a lot of the, the same uh, morals and outlooks on, on on how it should be done. And uh, somehow they, they found out that I was having an inkling of uh, launching my own whiskey, and they called me up and looked for exclusivity immediately. So it was almost sold sold straight away, <laughs> which. You know, Anyway, which is great. <laughs> I think in that conversation, Dan, I'll, I'll take a couple of days to think about it. I've thought about it. Yes, that'll do. <laughs> show, show me, show me where to sign. <laughs> oh yes. Yeah. Do you take thumbprints? Because <laughs> don't have a pen. <laughs> I, I can imagine it went, it went fairly quickly. But I mean, this this gives you. I mean, it gives you a whole lot of entries into things you would have to. You would, the area that you would have struggled with. It's it's there on a plate for you now. I don't mean it's there on a plate, but it's there for you. Absolutely, absolutely. You'll be able to share, you know, all the marketing teams, all the sales teams. You know, it just means from a Limavady perspective, for, for me to get the traction that I would need for Limavady, you would need maybe, you know, four sales directors in different corners of the world. Uh -huh. You'd need a, you know, a full brand marketing team. You know, you'd need umpteen things, which, you know, as a new startup, uh, yeah. you, know, you just don't have that sort of cash and capital behind you. Whereas, you know, joining forces with Whistlepig, it allows me to do what I want to do, act as an owner, act as a brand owner, act yeah. as a CEO, master distiller of Limavati, yeah. but at the same time have, have that comfort of, you know, the distribution and, you know, the team or, or, or new family, as I like to call them now, behind you, because there's some really, really good people who, who now, uh, you know, very much uh, Whistlepig enthusiasts are now Limavati enthusiasts as well, which is, which is nice. And I think it was a perfect time for Whistlepig to branch into another category as well, yeah. Brown Spirits. You know, and uh, yeah, it's brilliant. Uh, I, I, I don't regret one second of it. No, I, I, nor should you, because it, it just it seems like a perfect, you know, the fit in hand and glove, really. Uh, they, they, they get yeah. your experience over here and you get their experience over there. What, what's not the like? Absolutely. Now, yeah. you, Limafari, uh, it's launched in the States. What, what states is it available in? Yeah, we've launched not in five states. So, uh, uh, California, uh, Colorado, Arizona, Washington and the West Coast and Florida. So we're just doing five states between now, now and the end of 2021. Uh, I had a call the other day, so we're looking to, to go sort of uh, 50 states next year. So the first half of 2022, we've picked out about another 2021 states. So we'll start to get uh, cracking in them uh, maybe November time, you know, once we get everything settled here and all the launches in these five. And then second half of 2022, We'll probably try and do another uh, 15 or 20 and then the rest early 2023. So essentially 50 states. We're also looking at, we're, we're having the discussions uh, in APAC, you know, for uh, Australia, New Zealand, Taiwan, uh, China, Japan. Um, uh, and then obviously UK and Ireland, I want to get sort of launched there uh, yeah. now in November. And as I say, we'll probably look at Germany and maybe uh, Russia uh, early 2022. And that'll mm. be enough for Enough for 2022. <laughs> It'll be busy enough at that stage. <laughs> I, I just see we've got we've got always got a few people from Canada, and they're asking us, was it going to be released in Canada? Yeah, well, I think with the proximity of uh, Vermont and Musselpig to Canada, I think you know that that's that's a no-brainer. So that's definitely one. Uh, I'll talk to the you know the the, the VP of Seals and whatnot uh, of Musselpig because uh, you know it's a it's a nice link into it. Plus, Jeff Kozak, the CEO of of Musselpig, is. Uh, 
is uh, 100% uh, Canadian, so uh, be, be all good. <laughs> so, so people having a Barney beside you, is it? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I just saw, so, so, uh, one of one of the guys come along here and he gave me a few cents. I don't know. I don't know what this is for. I don't know what's up there. You must think you're in a payphone. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, that, that's what I think. He sort of go away here to, to ten cents more for the next uh, two minutes, sort of thing. <laughs> Doctor Hook, that's a Doctor Hook. So uh, you're showing your age. You're showing your age. <laughs> yeah, I was I was born born and bred in a pub, you see. So I I, I heard all those songs. It's always prematurely, Marty. <laughs> uh, Doctor, bring back memories. <laughs> now, so, Lemma Fanny, you're you're going to be doing something different again. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, everybody, everybody's looking for something a little bit different. But from from the get go, you're going to be doing a different bottling. So it's it's, it's a different um, style style of branding, if you like. So what what what's that? Yeah. So what what I wanted to do is I always sort of. You know, you have to be have a point of difference, I think, as well. And Irish whiskey category is, you know, it's grown, but it's grown sort of under, you know, similar styles within the category, if that makes mm. sense. So it's either pot still or it's single malt or it's a blend. Um, what I want to do with Limavari is to do something sort of a little bit different. I was able to source like really, really good liquid. But if you just put that in a bottle, it's generic. It's, you know, it's similar to maybe 10 or 15 other uh, companies that are launching whiskey yeah. in Ireland. So what I wanted to do is uh, to create something within the super premium range. So I did a finish in Pedro Jimenez cast, which is pretty unheard of in, you know, younger malts. It's, you know, it's very, very, very popular in 10 plus year old malts. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is essentially sort of four, four and a half years in uh, first fill bourbon cast. And then what I do is I finish it down for three to six months in PX cast. Uh, but PX cast that are not new wood because I don't want sort of the European oak coming in with the American oak because it's already done all its work from the vanillas and spiciness and all that good stuff. So yeah. I wanted older uh, sherry PX sherry casks re-seasoned for sort of two years and then using them, which gives all those lovely sort of dark fruits, uh, dark chocolate flavors without another influx of wood, if that makes sense, where the yeah. European uh, oak would be fighting with American oak. So it mm-hmm. gives a very balanced, but, but as a sort of four and a half, five-year-old whiskey, it tastes much, much older. And then yeah. what I wanted to do is just, if, if, if I wasn't uh, busy enough, was to to add a logistical nightmare of creating a, a single barrel for each one. So each <laughs> single barrel of the Pedro Jimenez, we em- empty, disgorge it separately into an IBC and bottle it off separately. So that essentially on each label, you'll have, you know, barrel number five, bottle number six, ten, right up to, you know, uh, each, each barrel holds about, has about 842 uh, bottles. So it means then if there's slight variances between, you know, one barrel and the next, because... You know, mm-hmm. if you were doing this, if you were doing this as a, as a one-off, not a single barrel, you'd mix all those barrels together yeah. and essentially blend out any differences between them. Um, I wanted to sort of create something where each barrel was a little bit different. You know, one might be a little bit more spicy, a little bit more vanilla. Yeah. Uh, one might be made of that sort of uh, PX uh, uh, sherry influence coming through in abundance a little bit more than the next. So again, keeping it very much within a range, but you know, a range that can you know can vary, which again I think will attract. Uh, if some of the whiskey uh, lovers, uh, you know, across across the US and across the, the globe. Yeah. Now, this this must be a bit of a, a bit of a logistics nightmare to try. I, I keep finding all these people who you've got all this information about stuff and individual bottle labels and numbers and stuff. This must this this every time you do this, this costs money. Everything, all, yes. all of this, all costs money. 
And yet, when you said super premium, but I've, I, you've told me what the price point is. And for Irish mm-hmm. whiskey at the minute, I don't think it's it's super premium price. It might be super premium quality, but it, what price are you bringing this out at? Yeah, we're bringing it out uh, in a, in the US here at forty nine ninety nine, which you know we we toil we toil with sort of sixty bucks, you know, but we sort of pulled it down to forty nine ninety nine, you know, because we believe you know slightly just below that fifty dollar mark, it brings in you know a hell of a lot more consumers, you know, willing to, willing to pay for that. Yeah, uh, and as as I say, I think I think the world hasn't stopped yet, and you know people looking to get into brown spirits, to get into Irish whiskey, and to sort of dip their toe, you know, away from Scotch, for example, and and, yeah. and whatnot. Sort of the Irish is sort of on fire and, and trendy, and you know, so we want to keep it at a price that we, we you know we hopefully get, get pick up a lot of traction and pick up a lot of sales, sort of uh, yeah. very quickly. Uh, plus, uh, Whistle Pig uh, launched uh, their piggyback, which is a six year old uh, rye whiskey. And what we wanted to do is sort of pair it up sort of like for like with that. Yeah. And, you know, from a distribution distribution point of view, say, you know, wherever piggyback is, Limavati is, and wherever Limavati is, piggyback is, which, you know, it's keeping it at that forty nine ninety nine, And it's, uh, you know, from a sales perspective and distribution perspective, it, you know, it makes it a little bit a little bit easier. Yeah. So, so yeah. Yeah I, I, yeah, I mean, when you told me the price of it, the, the way Irish whiskey prices are going is, it annoys me a little bit when people talk about 80, 90 pound, bottles of whiskey as if they're, they're a bargain at that you know mm, sorry hang on a second there's not a, there's, especially after the year that a lot of people have had where they've been all in with just money and so on and so forth to bring out something that pretty much the everyday guy could can can could afford or, or i mean 50 dollars is what about 35 pound or thereabouts you know 40 quid so mm-hmm. it, it's not that much more expensive than an everyday bottle that people would be buying. So no, they'd be congratulated on that because the the more of this, the better. Now, Justin seems to have disappeared. I don't know where he's one. He normally he normally chirps in with something, but uh, no, I've, I've I've been busy monitoring the questions. We're getting asked about Canada. Uh, mm-hmm. We're also getting asked uh, where are you sourcing your uh, liquid from. I'm away. Get me a whistle pen. Give me two seconds. Uh-huh. No, well, the, the liquid I'm sourcing for uh, sourcing from multiple distilleries in Ireland. Uh, as I say, what I'm trying to do is to pick uh, all uh, first fill uh, bourbon barrels. Uh, again, just four four year old triple distilled, always triple distilled single malt, or uh, always in first fill bourbon, just to get that sort of nice influx in a short period of time. Uh, and then it's, it's right right then for the PX. So I'm sor- sourcing from mu- multiple distilleries in Ireland. Pedro Jimenez, why did you go down the route of the sweet sweet barrels then? Yeah, Pedro Jimenez, I think, you know, with, with a younger malt, uh, you know, you've the lovely vanilla flavours coming through. You had four-year-olds, four-and-a-half-year-olds. You had the spiciness. You know, you have the nuttiness. You have all that sort of flavours coming through from the bourbon, uh, first of all, bourbon cast. But I just felt, you know, from a, if you're going to do a super premium play, you need to have a recast to it. As I say, it's not something that's normally done in a young malt, uh, you know, four-and-a-half, five-year-old. Uh, so I wanted to bring that sort of sweetness to bring a bit of depth to it as well and make it taste a lot older than it actually is. Uh, and okay. as I say, just, just as, a, as a point of difference, to be honest. Uh, and Canada, is it is it going to be released in Canada, north of the border then? Said that. I will def. I will definitely try and get it get it into Canada for sure. Yeah, right, for sure. Right, but right. I, I had it. I left it my whistle pig because a lot of people might not know it over here. Uh, this is this is pretty good liquid actually. It's um, it's is that the twelve year old? Yeah, sixty two percent Madeira finish, French Sauternes, 
and 11% port. So it's quite a complex, it's quite complex bottling. So there's a lot going on in that bottle. I don't think I've reviewed that yet. I'll have to give it a word. Uh, but now, you haven't got your own distillery. Someone pointed out the, the, the sourced liquid. Now, mm -hmm. down, the, down the line, you have to be thinking, I have to get back to distilling. It's bound to be in there, and you're thinking, Limavadi needs the distillery back again. So, time frame. Absolutely. When, when, uh, when are we thinking about this? <laughs> well, if, 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 if truth be told, I've been sort of looking to try, try and get a, a site pass for distillery for about five or six years. Uh, hot, hot off the press, we've just submitted uh, planning permission to try and convert uh, the old farm buildings on, on, on my dad's farm into you know, a small distillery. Uh, but as I say, th these things never take, uh, you know, they never come quick, you know, so no. uh, if, if, if planning was, was fair and sort of pushed the button and pushed it through, yeah, definitely. I'd say there'll be a distillery there in a couple of years, but I believe even now from submitting the application, it'll be a year before, you know, we really get anywhere. Yeah. And then after that, you know, we need to, you know, I need to make sure that, you know, Whistlepig see the, the growth potential in Mavadi because, there's a lot of distilleries been built in Ireland and, and, and no sales, which, you know, it's, it's, it's a risky business. It's a, it's yeah. a, it's a, it's a lot of cash out. It I is. wanted to get the brand, I wanted to get the brand launched. I wanted to you know, get a partner like Whistlepig, you know, wanted to get a bit of traction for, you know, the next six months or a year, see how yeah. the sales uh, progress. And then we'll progress the distillery build in, in conjunction with, with how well the Mavari sells uh, around the globe. And, and you won't have as long a commute to go from Limavari to Limavari rather than Limavari to LA. Exactly, exactly. And where I'm building it, you actually go out my back door and about <laughs> 15 or 20 steps later, you'd be in the distillery if, 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 if we get it passed. See, you sound a bit like Justin. That would be Justin's ideal work, where he walks about eight steps to get his work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Now, what's, what's the wee dog? Explain the wee dog logo. What's that? Sure, sure. So Limavari is Irish for leap of the dog. So uh, uh, as I say, going back to the history as well, uh, I think, Marty, we talked about this. So the uh, first license to distill whiskey in Ireland was granted to Sir Thomas Phillips in 1608. And it was granted to an area known, known as the Route, R-O-W-T-E. But the area known as the Route actually extends across from Donegal right through sort of North Derry, North Antrim. Uh, right across sort of the, the tip, if you like, of, 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 of Ireland, Northern Ireland. Uh, so Limavari was actually built by Sir Thomas Phillips. It was known as Newtown Limavari. Yep. And I, be I believe, checking out the history, that Sir Thomas Phillips' daughter married uh, into the Alexander family, which is a, you know, a, a very highfalutin family in Limavari. And apparently they were the first people to build a distillery back in 1750. So there's a huge amount of history there. And as I say, Limavari standing for Leap of the Dog, which was... You know, the story or the, the myth, or apparently it's truth, of an Irish wolfhound jumping the River Row to warn uh, the O'Cahan, the king O'Cahan or O'Cahans of that area, mm -hmm. of an enemy enemy ambush coming in and essentially saved uh, O'Cahan and his rule at that time uh, with a large leap across the, the River Row, River Row up there at the, the, the Dog Leap Park and stuff up through. In, the Dog Leap Park. Uh, and, and that's okay. where Sir Thomas... Sir Thomas Phillips lived. He actually lived in the Dog Leap House, which yeah. is over in Limavari, and was known for malting, uh, you know, but having a malt house there, which would have been either for brewing or and or uh, whiskey malting. So yeah, I, I always find it great whenever I hear an accent from up around here talking about stuff and talking about it from LA. 
Brilliant. Absolutely class. <laughs> I'm going to do what Mari does, and I'm going to hold up the little book of Terry by Catherine McGuigan, and that tells you all about O'Cahan and all that. Now, there you go. There's a book. I can read too. I can read too. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> right, we have a question here from Keith McCann, and he says, I look forward to something, but does aging a four-year-old whiskey for six months in PX cast really make it super premium? How would you answer that? Uh, well, okay. Uh, super, super premium to me is, uh, is is the quality of the liquid, the packaging. It's, it's the whole deal. Uh, mm. Considering you know Irish whiskey, you know premium Irish whiskey is seen as a blended whiskey. So it's your Jameson, your Bushmills, your Tullamore Jews. You know, so super premium. It's just a step up. You know, I'm not saying ultra premium. I'm saying super premium. You know, and that's 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 an area that I believe Lamavati's playing in for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now the the casks that you you're you're getting. Um, mm. They're, they're, are they the, are they going to be of the same standard as some of the cast that Bush Mills is getting? Uh, do I have to ask that? Or because let's go over your background. You know, I'm asking, I'm asking, is that because they they can yeah. source some cracking casks? Yeah, well, um, essentially, I used to source the casks for Bush Mills uh, back in the day. So the the company <laughs> that I'm de de dealing with for the Pedro Jimenez cast uh, essentially are, is, is a bodega in Jerez in southern spain and mm -hmm. it's the exact same it's the exact same customer that i've been using or uh, <laughs> uh supplier that i've been using for 20 years uh and as yeah. i say the the joke is is that they say to me who do we invoice them to daryl you know so uh yeah <laughs> but but as i say there's there, there's very very few people you know very few people doing it the correct way and and this particular company you know they they, they you can make your cast from scratch they can source you older yeah. casts they do the, they do the seasoning for two years they change out the sherry when they say they changed out the sherry so essentially when you bring those casts home you're sure and you're you know you have quality assurance coming there because yeah. they're they're do, doing it 100 right so therefore you have no problem putting your whiskey into it and knowing that you're going to get you know a huge influence on on, on whatever cast you choose to put them into or finish them in so yeah it's it's all about quality if, if you were to risk it and buying the open market, yeah, it'd be another one of those can't sleep at night because you don't know what's going to when it come back back well, out of the cast. Well, I think the thing about it, I think the thing about it is they trust you, you trust them, and that allows us to trust you, trust the whole thing. To be honest, absolutely, 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 yeah. You know, and I I, I look forward. I let you everybody had on a secret. I was supposed to get a bottle, but it hasn't arrived yet. <laughs> I, I was waiting in the bottle actually to arrive from from the US. So it's, uh, I, I actually travelled over here on the Thursday and it arrived on the Thursday. So I have the bottle for you. So, so don't worry, I'll I'll, I'll hand deliver it. I'll hand deliver it when I'm back, and then you can uh, you can give give it a cr critique. Uh, that's, uh, that's no problem at all. That's uh, Daryl. It's been a pleasure. It's always a pleasure talking to you, buddy. And you you stay safe in LA. And uh, thank you. Get yourself. We, we know you're pushed for time. Just tell me this. Will you go to In-N-Out Burger and have an In-N-Out Burger for me, a double cheese one, please? Definitely. And I'll actually take a picture and send it through to you there, Justin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Daryl, listen, pleasure talking to you, buddy. And best of luck. Let us know how you get on and uh, stay in touch. All the best. Thank buddy. you. Thank you very much. All the best, guys. Bye-bye. Good night. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. There we go, Marty. Yes, the guy, the busy man. He's lucky. He's, he, 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 international businessmen can travel. So that's oh, yes, yes. You know? I just need, I just need an international business, and then we can travel about. <laughs> no, he, he, uh, 
a, a genuinely nice guy and very very tight for he's just typical guy from here you know he, i could probably stick an apple sticker on, on, on a piece of bond and note paper and then they think you work for apple would that work no probably not probably not uh no he, he's, he's just a genuinely nice guy and as always with you always look after your own you always support your own and i've he's got everything Everything set up perfectly well for him. He has all the background, all the history. He has the skills. He's proven his skills. He's got major backers now. If you if you look into the brand Whistlepipe and just see who they are, um, it's it's got everything recipe. They put a wee town like Limavady <laughs> across the globe. What what more? What more do you want? You know. Well, certainly, certainly, it's good. It's good for tourism in the north coast too, as well. Actually, which is go going to bounce back by twenty twenty five. Let's hope so. Uh, leap the dog. Uh, do you think they'll uh, th there's scope there for brand extension and the other things? You know, well, put it like this: you never know. But the thing, all I would say is this: he he's got everything. Going lined up. I mean, the, the cast he'll be sourcing will be as good as you can get. You know that. He he knows his stuff. He's he's done his thing at Bush Mills. He's done it at the, at the Dublin Liberties Distillery. And, and done well. And and now he's tied up with with a major uh, US brand to take his stuff across. So yeah. You know, so at County Down might have a challenger with the North Coast <laughs> after all. Yeah, well, totally. Yes, we're going going from uh, oh, going over from County Antrim into the neighbouring counties. Um, it's about time County Antrim had a couple more distilleries to rival them. Yes, exactly. So if anybody exactly. if anybody has a spare three or four million pound and they want to put one, me and <laughs> I think we have to do something about it. All right. <laughs> Well, what a good show tonight, Marty. Uh, we'll uh, catch you on the repeats tomorrow on Instagram and on LinkedIn. And on Wednesday, uh, what did we record there during the week? We recorded a, a rather good podcast about... Uh, <coughs> Just come. Uh, it was about uh, spirit measures. Yes. Yeah, spirit measures. Uh, yeah. before, before we go, I'm going to have another, another taste... Has it got better with the age? <laughs> no. No, no Justin, I, 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 you owe me another drink. <laughs> that's not I'm, good sorry. I'm, so, I'm sorry. What do you think you give you two cans for? Me, 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 me and my dad could only have a can each, and there's two for you. I'll tell no. you what. Give, uh, give it to your dad and see what he thinks of it. Give it to your uh, dad. My dad doesn't, dad doesn't drink Guinness. My dad doesn't drink Guinness. But, but no. it's zero. It's not Guinness. It's, it's zero, <laughs> zero point zero. It's it's the zero point zero drink. It's pointless. It's perfect. <laughs> I'm Alexander. Oh, it's crap. We only watch the cheese anyway. <laughs> we only oh, watch the cheese. Uh, by the way, I've, just, I've, I've got the, the tennis on here in the corner and the wee girl, uh, Marikanu. It's five three up in the second set, so it looks like she's going to win the American Open. And honestly, just absolutely fantastic! Uh, what a, what an achievement for both the both the wee girls that got the tennis final. So anyway, I'm just saying that because we're have it on here in the background. All right, I'll let you get back to the tennis because uh, yeah, fantastic stuff. Speak to you during Rick. Remember to uh, support us at uh, Buy Me a Coffee Irish Whiskey and uh, where else? It, how can you find us? Yes, Anchor as well, and you can ask your smart speaker wherever you get your podcast from. Good night. Enjoy the tennis, Marty. Night night. All right, guys.